0: Quick PSA for our listeners who are U.S. citizens, the 2020 election season is now upon us and it is so important that you make your voice be heard. Please go to www.vote.org to find out all voting information you might need and be sure to vote early. Again, that website is www.vote.org. Plan your vote and enjoy the show.
1: Computer, initialize Hollow Suite Media.
0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield, and with me today is Chrissy declerc zalagi co-host of Infinite Diversity. We used to do some stuff on another network before. What's up, Chrissy? How are you today?
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing all right. It's just starting to get a little bit wintry here in Michigan. No snow yet, thankfully, but the temperature's dropped considerably, so... I've decided I'm going to stay inside now for the next six months.
0: Ooh, we're not quite to that level yet here on the East over New York area. Good. Count yourself lucky. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. It's, uh, you know, we're starting season three of Disco. It's very fun and exciting. I haven't seen you since Picard. Yeah. You came on one of the shows then. And we're close to an election, so lots of things are happening. Yeah. Our listeners need to vote if you can. Definitely don't have a lot of time left no no all right well today we're reading and discussing your comments on far from home the second episode of discovery season three open channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every brand new trek episode as it drops and other stuff we want to talk about to join the conversation on facebook type the nexus into the search field and join hollow media's listeners group follow us on twitter at open channel trek I'll post an open channel conversation thread when each new episode drops. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments might be edited for time. So, Chrissy, we haven't talked in a while. So, what are you thinking of season three so far?
1: I love it so far. Yeah, and I'm sure I'll continue loving it. <laughs> Put that so far yeah. in there. It sounds like a caveat, but yeah, I, I I'm really enjoying this. I like that. I like that we're getting out of the the canon hole i guess you could call it where we were stuck at the same time though i really enjoyed the idea of learning more about that period Mm -hmm. um so you know maybe it's the historian in me i don't know but uh i like either way i liked it when it was back in the 23rd and i like it now
0: yeah oh yeah same
1: and plus there's a cat now and you can't not yeah yeah love grudge
0: Mm -hmm. well let's see what our listeners thought let's go ahead and get started
1: all right, so the first comment here is from Rob Vaughn from Twitter. For the second week in a row, another great episode. Everyone on form and another great Trek story weaved into the ongoing narrative. Hmm. Agreed.
0: And Liam Smart says, holy tits, that was good. <laughs> 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 I had to include that. I know it's a little inappropriate.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't uh, disagree there. That's all he put. Mm-hmm.
0: And, of course, Liam Smart is on the Vedic Assembly uh, mm-hmm. here on Holosuite Media. <laughs> cool. Liam, did you have a glass of wine when you wrote that comment? <laughs>
1: <laughs> tell tell him for next week, and then we can read it. Well, you and your guests can read it for next week. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, Suman Duan. Did anyone see the blood on the uniforms of the doctors in sickbay? I love how that element was added. It made it feel more real like coming out of a war, which they did. And parasitic ice, very clever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that, Suman.
1: Yeah, I liked that effect with the the blood on it and also that they were wearing like those plastic smocks. Yes. Uh, which made perfect sense. You know, it's, it's, it's over you so that your nice white uniform doesn't get utterly destroyed.
0: Right. That was a great cut. That scene there Mm -hmm. with the camera work and everything. I love that. Oh, yeah. We talked a lot about that in uh, the new episode of What the Future Holds, which will will come out tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Monday. My friend Mickey Gunter says, I saw it last week. Yeah, I did too. The better of the two episodes, (laughs) Firefly meets Star Trek. I now worship Jet Reno as my god and savior. So (laughs) Mickey and I were, were video... Uh, chatting before we went to the virtual premiere in which we saw episode one and episode two and mm-hmm. uh, yeah uh, a lot of people have brought up the Firefly thing I totally see it because we get the space western kind of idea with this one
1: I, I might have to turn in my geek card because I have not yet watched all of Firefly I, the look you on your haven't. face says it all it's one of those things where it's out there we we literally have the the DVD set I can see it from where I'm sitting okay but then we think about okay well let's put firefly on the list of things to watch and then oh well wait there's this other thing and we're keeping up with this one and so it just it falls by the wayside but it is on the list yeah and i know that it's wonderful i've had so many people tell me it's wonderful uh it's just time you know
0: it's wonderful and it's an easy watch there aren't a ton of episodes
1: Um, yeah it's only what one one and a half season something like that. i can't
0: remember the total number but it's not a lot I, I will confess that when it first came out, I didn't watch it all right away either. I watched several episodes, and then I fell off, and then I had to go back.
1: wrong with that. But
0: it's worth it once you get to Serenity, the film, after having seen it all, because that is a good film. All right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just, I'll, I'll re-up it on the list.
0: Yeah. I've got several on mine, too. Oh,
1: yeah. Netflix Q is the new, you know.
0: Netflix, Hulu, Lucy, was... everything. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also love Jet Reno for for whatever that's. Oh my worth, god, uh, yes, anybody. she's wonderful. She stole the show
0: just, oh, this episode. Yes,
1: yes, she's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm hoping we get to see a lot of her. but We'll find out. All right, our next comment is from Joshua Devries. That opening sequence with everyone working together to land the ship gave me so much life. I love how close this crew is now. The small character moments throughout the episode were a breath of fresh air. It reminded me of the episode Home from Enterprise, where the crew was allowed to breathe and recover from the Zindi conflict. Also, poor Jean having to clean up what was left of Leland.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I know. It was so gross. Mm -hmm. There's this Leland meat all over the place.
1: It it was a little bit reassuring that he actually is dead, though, Yeah, because when I rewatched right before the season started, uh the way he kind of falls apart reminded me of on stargate when they had those little bug electronic creatures that tried to get into everything that's really descriptive i don't remember what they were called on the show so
0: hmm. but stargate
1: watchers will know what i'm talking about
0: i have not finished all of stargate so oh well that's yeah.
1: right i can't remember when that was it was maybe halfway through it or something i don't i don't recall when it was but there was a, an instance where they had these little I'm gonna call them nanites, for lack of a better term. Except they were bigger than that, and they looked like little robot spiders. Okay, and they would come together and and like they could impersonate people. And so I was concerned we were gonna have little pieces of control all through the ship. Right. But seeing what we did, I think he's. I don't think that's gonna be an issue.
0: Yeah, and they, you know, they made sure that it was just all the fleshy, meaty stuff that we saw, nothing inorganic. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Kirsty Keen says really solid episode. So much good stuff in it. Nice to get a Vidrache name drop. I'm worried about Detmer. I think what's going on with her will prove to be significant. Okay. Yes, we got the little tie into Calypso with the Vidraesh, and I'm worried about Detmer too, Chrissy and Kirsty? Mm-hmm. I I think
1: I, I at first, I wondered if it was just like head trauma, and then you see that she's got the the injury and the damage to her augment. Uh-huh. but now i'm I'm gonna I'm starting to wonder if maybe she's blaming herself for any of the deaths that happened while the ship was landing.
0: Ah, uh, okay, because
1: she was at the helm.
0: Yeah, so we talk about this also on what the future holds. <laughs> and I since I've seen the episode twice now, the first time. I thought it was, oh no, something's really wrong with her. The second time I watched it, like you just said, I felt like it was more of an emotional PTSD trauma related situation, which I would much prefer it be than something like is really wrong with her. You know, that's that's biologically threatening her.
1: Yeah, and we did the thing with uh, uh, Arium. We did the thing with Arium where the implant allowed to take over from somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I really hope that's not happening again.
0: Yeah, I don't think that they would go there.
1: No, but just putting it out there.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's see. Next comment from Nicholas Paul Collinson. I love the Wild West vibes, like the flappy saloon doors, and Zarea definitely looks like they wanted an Ian McShane type but couldn't actually get Ian McShane. He's got serious Al Swearengen from Deadwood vibes going on. Love the actor they got to play him. This episode needed an Ennio Morricone-style soundtrack. It was good to see Michelle Yeoh get to be the martial arts goddess that she is. That fight scene was great. Thank you, Nicholas, because I was trying to remember the name of the guy that he reminded me of. And all I could think of was he was in one episode of Game of Thrones. And that, <laughs> that's
0: I, all I could think of. <laughs> I don't get any of those references. Ian McShane, Alice Waringen. Soring hmm. whatever Ennio morricone, I don't know any of those names. I don't know what any of that means.
1: <laughs> the last two I don't know other i think I think that was the Ian mcshane character on Deadwood, but oh, don't quote me on that,
0: okay, I know Deadwood, but I have not seen it.
1: same here, another okay. one that's on the list, yes, right?
0: oh, but there's so much of that,
1: oh yeah, I think it was six seasons in a movie or something Too much like that. for the I time
0: know. for me um.
1: Ian, McSh- did you watch Game of Thrones?
0: I didn't. Only the first episode okay. or
1: two. Oh, okay. Because he's got this little tiny bit part in one episode, and okay, um, yeah, he's just he's kind of a he feels like a a, a badass Western cowboy type, mm-hmm. no matter what he's doing.
0: So, uh, Brandy also pointed out that he was on the uh, the uh, the the Western show with Colmini and. Uh, ensign mount what is it called again i forgot Uh,
1: hell on wheels hell on
0: wheels yeah apparently he was in that so
1: good i had forgotten he was in that
0: yeah
1: i'd have to go back and look
0: i've only seen the first couple episodes of that too this that was (laughs) this this episode should be titled shows that we haven't watched but need to watch (laughs) (laughs) and we're letting down (laughs) all of everybody in all of the fandoms right now
1: yes yeah hell on wheels is excellent add that to your list everyone but uh just when you're watching the last few episodes, just go, eh, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I get where they're going, but eh.
0: Did you get Marlon Brando vibes from him? I could see
1: that, but I'm honestly
0: uh. not super
1: familiar with Marlon. I mean, I know Marlon Brando. I know who he is. I've seen some of his work.
0: Yeah. I guess I'm the only one.
1: My mother loves The Godfather, so it's like that's like on once a week in our house. Oh, wow. So to me, it's like, I hear Marlon Brando, it has to be Godfather. And I don't, I can't think of anything else he's been in off the top of my
0: head. So yes, Godfather, of course. But then like his character in the Island of Dr. Moreau was, mm-hmm. hello, you guys, I'm here. I'm, you know, there was this kind of, when his first entrance, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that thought that.
1: I could definitely see that.
0: I don't know. I'll move on.
1: I'm sure you'll hear about it now if you are or aren't either way.
0: Yeah. And yeah, Michelle Yo kicked some major ass. In this one, she's mm-hmm. she's gotten so many good fights. I'm glad we got a Michelle Yeoh fight scene, kick-ass fight scene at yes, the beginning. I'm sure it
1: won't be the last.
0: Yeah. The things she does with her body. Holy crap. I know. Well, Mark Keller says, hi, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mark. Overall, I thought episode two was pretty solid. There was some interesting character development. It's good to see Detmer in action again. I hope they give her a special episode like Arium's. Mm-hmm. I like it when they flesh out supporting characters. Okay, Mark, they can give her a special episode, but they can't kill her. I will not be okay with that.
1: That was my thought as well. Mm -hmm.
0: And Mark goes on. Also, like Spock and McCoy before them, Stamets and Reno are Star Trek's new odd couple. I look forward to hearing more of their dry and crusty banter. I love that comment. Yes. That makes so much sense. That's perfect. That's so good. It's so good, Mark. Oh yeah, Star Trek's new odd couple.
1: Who's their Kirk? Who's the one that bridges the divide? Culber. Oh, I suppose yeah.
0: Right? Would have to be yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Culber. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. this, this is good. I, I love that comparison. And that makes sense because I mean, if we're we're saying that like Stamets is the Spock, right? Mm-hmm. So then. For sure, it's, it, that would make a lot of fanfic people happy because if Stamets and Culber <laughs> are together, you know the Spock and Kirk fanfic s- sexual stuff, <laughs> which I like. I think it's course. great.
1: That is, yeah. I've always found that like I, I can see that.
0: Yeah, yeah it's kind of hot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So Karen Chuplis says, "My absolute favorite line was." Helpless is a shitty feeling, but it's not forever, and it doesn't make you any less capable. I think I need to like put that on my wall. That's good. Uh, she goes on. Pretty sure Tig spoke from the heart on that one. Lots of recap on the database situation and how they got there. I still think the database will become Zora and will eventually have to be abandoned. I totally love seeing Jake Weber again, even if he was a bad guy. He should be in way more things. I always loved him so much on Medium. Another show I haven't seen.
0: So I've seen a lot of medium, but not all of it. (laughs) I'm so bad. Um, I agree, Karen, with you that the sphere data thing is going to be incorporated into Zora somehow. Obviously we don't have any idea when Calypso takes place, but um, sometime in the future. And I didn't realize, I had didn't realize Jake Weber was the one that was on medium. That's cool. I really liked medium for the episodes that I did see. And I also neglected to say that Nicholas Paul Collinson is a host of the Vedic Assembly along with Liam and Brandy, which is the DS9 show. And I forgot to say that Liam Smart is also a co-host of the Janeway, which is the Voyager show with Suzanne Williamson. (laughs) Love it. And we have another host on the network, Kyle West, who is on The Expanse, which is the Enterprise podcast on blast shield which is the lower decks podcast and her first trek which he's going through the star trek franchise with his wife for her first time ever seeing the episodes it's a really Cool. cool concept so this is kyle's first time on the show so kyle is a first time commenter and uh kyle if you've never listened we sing that for first time commenters so you just got blessed with with a little tune uh kyle says Can we all just take a moment to appreciate how fucking awesome the music was? Thank you. Uh When Giorgio was getting to her feet after being thrown into the bar. Holy crap. Can't say I've noticed that used for her before, but it captured her perfectly. Yeah, that's awesome, Kyle. I paid a lot more attention in this episode to the music, and I'm listening a little more in this season because they did film – all of the music remotely you know they had to set up all of the instrumentalists they had to record separately and then edit it all together which takes so much time and i i i can tell that it's a little bit different from the first two seasons um as a musician myself but it's really cool like it's 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 good they they did a great job
1: i know nothing about music so i just sit back and enjoy
0: <laughs> you can just nod
1: yes but i uh, i i do have immense appreciation that I cannot even put into words for the amount of work they had to do to put that together.
0: Oh man. So yeah. and listeners if you want to go and listen to the first episode of my other show There Are Four Questions, I'm interviewing the composer of Discovery and Picard and he talks about that process in detail. It's a really good episode. So look for that.
1: All right, we have another first time commenter.
0: <laughs> that was great, Chrissy. Oh. Oh.
1: That's very nice of you to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was sarcastic. But I appreciate I appreciate that you did it anyway.
1: <laughs> <Got it. laughs> Wed in Rome. Uh, right, okay. So uh, James Deuce or or Duce?
0: It's Deuce, I asked. It's
1: Oh, forgive. Okay. Mm-hmm. James Deuce says I love the affection and love that Paul Stamets and Hugh Culber have for each other after Paul was woken up from his coma. I love what Culber said about how Stamets needs to survive so he can kill him. Yeah. I think we have all had moments like that with our loved ones.
0: Oh, yeah. I just, it made me so happy to see them just kind of in a, in a way that we haven't really seen them before. There's like no drama. They're back to their coupleness, and it's it's funny. You know, I I Mm -hmm. just, I'm just like, okay, okay. Culmets is in good condition right now. Like, we're, we're, we're okay, y'all. I needed that.
1: We do need that because there's, there needs to be just normalcy with that as opposed to it constantly being drama. And, and I think that's, they need to just leave it alone for a while and just have them be them and together. I agree. When we saw them brushing their teeth, but without the part where Stamets was in the mirror still. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Karen Hasha says, It was so good to see them all again. Saru is a total boss standing up to Giorgio. I think she'll keep making trouble throughout the season. There were several cry points for me. Once in the beginning when they all applaud. Once when Saru tells Tilly she is a good first impression. And of course, in the end, when Michael rescues them. Oh, Karen, I like all your cry points. I didn't cry in this episode at all, but I did in the first one.
1: I I didn't either, but it's I'm not an easy cry on a Star Trek
0: episode. I was so. going to ask if you were a crier, yeah. Chrissy. I,
1: I did get a little bit of... I teared up with, with uh, the end of episode one.
0: Yes. Because oh, the how whole couldn't
1: concept you? and
0: all of that. Oh, yes. That just hit personally, I think, for, for everyone. It was so well done. And I've got to say... I for our first episode for the new season of Discovery, we had a fan sets pin competition and there was a winner picked but I forgot to talk about it on the show last week. So we're going to do it in this show and announce the winner of that fan sets pin and the fan sets pin is a season 3 Michael Burnham character. So she's got the new hairdo and everything and Karen Hasha Brandy Jacola picked you as the winner last week. So you are the winner of the competition from last week but we're announcing it this week so congratulations you get a michael burnham season three fansets pen also thank you fansets so much for sending that to us and karen slip into my dms and give me your address so i can send it to you congratulations
1: hooray yay <laughs> all right ally black says wow i loved every single second of saru his character development has been incredible, and I feel very lucky that we get to have Doug Jones, who is brilliant in anything he does, and those badass face darts.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that you know he he really he just always impresses me with like every little thing that he does. Mm-hmm. And and that going back to Karen's comment, the 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 conversation between him and Tilly was so great. Oh, yeah. I complained a lot in season two about how everyone would roll their eyes at Tilly or laugh at her or tell her she's talking too much. Stamets tells her to say fewer things, and it just pissed me off so much because I'm just like, let her be who she is, okay? Let her be awkward. Let her work her things out. Let her be her. And Saru, Mm -hmm. finally, somebody says, keep going. Keep going. Keep talking. Keep talking, Tilly, damn it.
1: I think Saru's always been there for her on that. It's just that we didn't get to see a lot of it. But we know that he was involved in getting her in the command training program. So, Yeah. And I'm sure he understands awkward. I mean, being the only member of his species to be involved in Starfleet at all, being that alone, that's going to cause awkwardness.
0: True. Yeah, I really love seeing this relationship between them. I think it's Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well let's move on to a few of your questions and concerns, starting with Patrick Carlin. He says, Anyone else notice Saru is suddenly calling Giorgio commander? I was trying to figure out when that happened because Pike always called her captain, and she was captain of disco for a hot second. So I did notice that, but I didn't it didn't raise any flags, but that's an interesting question.
1: I didn't notice that. So I have to, uh, when I rewatch it again, I will have to, to check for that.
0: I don't know. I did notice, though, in the coming up on next episode, we see Giorgio in a Starfleet uniform.
1: I noticed that. Yes. And I
0: don't know what that's about. I know that Brandy knows what it is because she got screeners for the next episode. So, but she mm-hmm. has not told me anything, and I don't want her to. But she knows what's up.
1: She'll talk about it next week. We'll be okay. Yeah. We'll talk about it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, mm. I
1: uh, the only thing I can think of there is maybe he's asserting uh, his his rank over her or his functioning rank, because for all the people mm. who don't know who she is, they would assume that she would have rank over him. From, right. You know, prime Captain Georgiou. Um So maybe he's just he's making sure that she understands and the people around understand that she's not taking over. Interesting. But really, I just came up with that just for a moment, so I okay. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, it doesn't
0: bug me, but it's, it's, it's curious. Yeah. Curiouser and curiouser.
1: Indeed. All right. And Rebecca Skipper on Twitter said this. "Love the character development and interactions, but do not like the darker nature of Trek. Saru is in my top three favorite captains list. Why is the 32nd century still using dilithium? And wanted to know more about what Micah was doing during that year-long gap. I have a feeling we will find out. Probably next week, some
0: yeah. of at least. I think yeah. we'll get flashbacks and such. Yeah. I'm thinking. I don't know how they're going to tell that story. But I'm interested to find out.
1: Yeah. If it were like uh, Walking Dead, the way they have the uh, uh, episodes with particular characters in particular places. Yeah. We'll We'll see that year and the end of the episode will be exactly the same as the end of episode two except from her perspective
0: oh that's my guess okay
1: but that comes again out of nowhere so
0: i like that i like that idea
1: i kind of hope that's how they do it
0: well they've 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 given themselves a very interesting way to tell the story now that could be very Mm -hmm. different from what we've seen before
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which i really like me too Um, and Rebecca, I see what you're saying about the darker nature of Trek. I, I dig it. I like it because it's like, to me, it makes that shimmering hope even more important, which is something we all need right now. Oh, God's yes. And, uh, I love that Saru is, is in your top tier, Rebecca. That's very (laughs) cool. And as far as the dilithium go, I think it's just kind of, that's what they use, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, unless they found something that better controls the matter-antimatter reaction, mm, I
0: don't know. It is
1: a, 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 a not a renewable resource entirely. I mean, once they could recrystallize it, was to somewhat, but right, uh, uh, yeah. So, but I don't think it's quite as bad as say the fact that we're still using oil. Sure. Years down the line.
0: Although I do think that that's a parallel that they're drawing.
1: Absolutely. For sure. No question about that
0: yeah clean dilithium we want clean dilithium <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right well captain pikachu on twitter belinda says as proud as i am of my disco children for all they have accomplished this episode i would just like to say this is why seat belts are important and please i beg of you to find some in this new future they have learned nothing i know i know belinda And I know how important this is to you, and someday someone's going to listen to you.
1: Well, it's it's context. I think they consider with the the inertial dampeners and everything, and you're talking about walking around this place that is your home and your office, and, you know, okay, so you got seat belts on the bridge, but are you going to put on a seat belt when you're sitting at your desk or in the mess (laughs) hall or... You know, what are you going to do if you're walking through the corridor? That's so I think they just, they lean on their technology a little too much. Yeah. I think we're going to need a 23rd century Ralph Nader to write starships <laughs> unsafe at any speed and get them to put the seatbelts in uh, like he did in the 70s for us in the States here.
0: <laughs> okay. That's hilarious. But also, I love that you said Ralph Nader because mm-hmm. we talk, they, what's his name? Zara. Yeah. Talk, says Nader- the, the word Nader, that means the lowest point in the fortunes yes. of a person or organization. I did not know that word. On what the future holds, I was like, like Ralph Nader? <laughs> that's so funny that that came up completely Psychic. separate context. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. That is
1: an unusual word and it's a fun one. I first learned it reading... Uh, uh James Lowen's Lies my teacher told me when he talks oh. about the period after the uh, uh reconstruction in the United States being the nadir of race relations.
0: Oh wow.
1: Random book recommendation for everyone. Okay. James Lowen's Lies my teacher told me.
0: Yes. And we got The Knee Plus whatever that mm-hmm. thing too which we talked about in the mm-hmm. on the other episode. All right. Well, we've got a couple of final thoughts and so let's close it out with those. All right
1: cj1701d on twitter says i'm really enjoying the start to season 3 they're doing a great job balancing the darker themes with the message of hope we look for in trek shows i am all in on captain saru it feels like he learned a lot from pike last season finally jet reno is great yeah Greet across the board
0: mhm and see, and i like that i like that rebecca is not such a fan of the darker themes but then someone like cj likes how they're balancing it with the message of hope. So, it's interesting that both of those different colors that we're getting resonate differently with with different people.
1: And all comes back to the same place of the hope.
0: It does, yeah. I mean, we have the guiding light no matter what. It's not going to be without it. Yeah. You know, I think it's just like we desperately need it you know but that doesn't mean we get it all the time you know if 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 it was always that you know we take it for granted you know
1: yeah yeah on a lot of levels
0: yeah that was supposed to be a little bit more deep than it came out
1: (laughs) no it did that's that sounded very deep it's all right
0: (laughs) and then finally we have Noe santos said who voted i know because i saw a picture On Facebook (laughs) says I didn't expect to see Burnham at the very end of the episode so when I did I freaked and applauded so many people calling out for a loving slash caring connection seems very apropos considering our current state of affairs well I don't know what you're talking about no wait just kidding (laughs) kidding (laughs) yes I agree we so many people are calling out for a loving and caring connection, and I love that.
1: Yes, we need more of that.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad that the listeners provide that in in shows like this. You know, and that for the most part, so do Star Trek fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except for the jerks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's what the uh, mute button is for. Oh yeah. So.
0: Oh, oh, good. That was very. <laughs> that was a very timely comment, Chrissy. Oh. We did get a mute button this week.
1: <laughs> oh, gods. I didn't even go there. I love it.
0: <laughs> the debate.
1: <laughs> right. I was. <laughs> oh, it's I'm nice losing cred as a political people. junkie here, too. Now, I was just thinking Twitter. But yes, just in general, muting yeah. people sometimes is a very good thing to do.
0: Oh, yeah. I, for <laughs> a long time, didn't realize that. I could just walk away from a situation or a conversation. Like, yeah. I could just leave a conversation or a person that just didn't serve me, you know, in the way that was healthy for me. Like, I can just let it go. It's yeah. so freeing and liberating. Mute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? No more drama, yeah. like Mary J. Blige says, my queen. No more <laughs> drama, please.
1: Oh, don't let Grudge hear that.
0: Oh, well. The queen. She... Well, Grudge is just going to have to get used <laughs> to the fact that Mary J. Blige is above her. <laughs> Be okay. Well, this was a fun episode to read comments on. I, mm-hmm. I feel like we are not really into the season yet. Like the next episode feels like, okay, let's get going now. Yeah. What did you think of everybody's thoughts?
1: Oh, I can't say I disagree with any of them. <laughs> just looking back over it. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's it was one of those episodes that gave us a chance to um, relax a little bit after the last episode. It wasn't that it didn't have its important points, but it was. I feel like it was a little less heavy because hmm. um, I felt like the the one last week was I don't know how I want to put it. It had uh, it it was more uh, caused more thinking uh, and philosophizing. I to can see that use an in incorrect grammar is the whole idea of like with the the Starfleet and Federation Endangered Species Act and, you know, how has society changed? And we get some of that here, but not as much because they don't know that everything has changed. Right. They only know that they're dealing with this group, which as far as they're concerned could be just like random people on a planet that they would run into in the 23rd century too.
0: Mm -hmm. They don't know about the burn. Right till he know, till he figured out that there's not a lot of dilithium,
1: yeah, but yeah i I liked both episodes and i'm I'm really looking forward to episode three
0: me too. well, thanks for coming back on on a new show on a new <laughs> network, and you know same kind of idea, but it's really good to see you and and chat with you and and do this with you. thank you Oh, thank
1: you. It's good to see you and chat with you and uh, and I really appreciate the chance and yeah carry ideas over from the other network <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think it's I think things are going really great for everybody that moved on to different places and it's so nice to see other hosts doing different shows with other people and spreading the Star Trek love around with good people and I I don't know it, it makes me happy to see life continuing on in different ways
1: yeah but I can always credit other network for bringing everybody together because oh, I for sure. sure as heck wouldn't have known about why did I just use heck? I should, <laughs> wouldn't have known about any of this had it not been for that. So yeah. oh, I'm credit I'm where very credit's thankful.
0: due. Yes. I'm very thankful for meeting all of my other Star Trek podcasting friends and listeners, uh and and starting to do podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. just a little over a year ago. And um speaking of other podcasts, please tell us about yours and and the other stuff you do and where we can oh, find okay. you.
1: Yes, uh, well, first of all, as regards Star Trek Podcasts, you can find me on Infinite Diversity over on the United Federation of Podcasts Network. Uh, And there we're talking about all of the new Trek. So Picard, Lower Decks, Discovery, uh, uh, Strange New Worlds when it happens, Prodigy when it happens, all of that. Um, We've been having uh, guests on every week to discuss with us, so you don't have to just... Listen to our voices going on and on for two and a half hours, like we used to over on the line.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was a Picard was a heavy first season. It needed a lot of discussion. Oh, it was. And uh, outside of that, uh, I'm on Twitter at the Goddess Olivia, and that's spelled T H E G O D D E S S L I V I A. And there I tweet about Star Trek history and leftist politics. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go
0: vote and I'm Damn not going to tell you how
1: to vote but you know how I think you should vote.
0: Yeah, you know how I think you should too.
1: <laughs> and uh, you can also follow my work in history by liking the web page my fellow historian partner Jason and I run and that is history with the zalogies at historywiththezalogies.org and that is spelled cuz I know you can't spell it right off the bat cuz it took me a while. S Z I L A G Y I S. And our most recent project is historical musings. We've been looking at historical context for current events. Uh, I just put up a couple of blogs about the Gracchi brothers in Rome and populism and how trying to make social change can get people killed. Uh, (laughs) And then (laughs) Jay's been working on the historical context of Lovecraft Country, but uh, then school got in the way. So we've only got a couple of of blogs up for that, but uh, the rest are forthcoming.
0: All right. Well, thanks again for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. Come back. Call. (laughs) (laughs) I shall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek and by joining our listeners group on Facebook by typing The Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield keep an eye out for my open channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter which I will post every Thursday right before each new Star Trek episode drops thanks for listening to open channel channel open standing by
1: this show is brought to you by hollow sweet media computer list other available hollow sweet media
0: programs loading hollow sweet preview program for the Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast. I did kind of like the idea that he had the armory to work in. That was like his main mm-hmm. his main workspace, I guess. I found that quite different and that excited me. I think they kind of moved away from that a little bit as the show went on. Yeah, as we went on. It definitely appeared more in the first season I think and maybe the second then it did the later ones did you ever become attached to Malcolm as a character I wouldn't necessarily say attached but I always I enjoyed mo- most of the, the times that he was on screen and interacting with the rest of the crew for me I was I was more attached to trip so yeah yeah I guess, I guess it makes sense that you and I are doing a podcast together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> loading Sweet preview program for there are four questions a star trek spotlight podcast that felt pretty cool. And that's when I, I really, really started connecting with Star Trek when I was actually here and on, on the level of creator as opposed to fan. So that was where I started getting it. was like, hey, I could do this. I remember writing. I sent this letter to him. I wrote to um, Eric Stillwell before I moved to, to Los Angeles and asked about the, the rules for submitting the script and all that stuff. And then I had this idea, never heard back from him. Loading Sweet Preview Program for Ladies' Trek Library, women with a passion for Star Trek books.
1: One of the reasons I was excited to read this book was because it's called Uhura's Song. And we don't get a lot of books where Uhura is a main character. Um, and she was my favorite character from the original series. So I was excited to see a book about her. And I and I like how, and I was thinking about the uh, the Broadway play Cats, because they kind of used cat names that that reminded me of the names in this book so and and this book was written in 85 so it could have been inspired by cats in that way computer deactivate Suite.